we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Lie. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry, and oh, I'm so jealous of South Africa right now, not for any other reason than the fact that we had a cool time, a coolish, not so cool coolish not so cool but before i i go into all of that just to remind you that in the second segment we're going to be talking about some things about the weird things that have happened around lockdown in zimbabwe it's just like sort of like wow some things that just happened it's just like you're sitting there and just like wow okay okay this just got weird and in the third segment i'm going to talk to you about how to confront your partner if they cheat and also asking well are they are they are there instances in which you can approach the other person if they cheat. This is, you know, with all the drama around Boss Tumelo and stuff like that. But let's talk about South Africa. South Africa just announced that it is now going to get start selling alcohol again. That's the big highlight for them. But the bigger highlight is that they got their vaccine. And the vaccine has just arrived and they've got another th- a million doses. They're going to test those doses. There are some doses in the next couple of weeks that are apparently going to come for the region, according to South African President Cyril Ramaphosa. Now, thinking of Cyril Ramaphosa, I just understand, I don't understand what South Africans call him, white South Africans particularly, call him Ramaphosa. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, like we don't call Xavier Xavier. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not a thing. It's like in Zimbabwe. We got white Zimbabweans going Zimbabwe. And you get in BBC, call it properly. It's called Zimbabwe. Or Harare. And people, I think, are Harare. And Mugabe. And it's Mugabe. It's a thing that just annoys me. It's a pet peeve. I'm sure you've got sources of pet peeves of your own. But I was just annoyed, you know, I just get annoyed by that. But in South Africa, where we're sort of like very envious of South Africa is the fact that they now can go out until 11 p.m. like adults. In Zimbabwe, it's 6, uh, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's the, that's the, what's the thing that they call it? The, the weird thing. The weird thing that just kind of treats us like animals, you know, like our animals got to be in by 6 p.m. because it's going to get a bit dark or... You know, like birds, you don't really get birds out at 6 p.m. because there's a time they just kind of go to bed. Curfew, yes. We just kind of have that in South Africa. Their curfew is 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. like adults. And I kind of feel like the president of Zimbabwe is back at work right now. And he should be trying to have a look at these things. Like, yeah, 6 p.m. is a bit stupid. It's just kind of like treating people like kids. And when you treat people like kids and you see them breaking the law and stuff like that, then they're going to look like kids. But I'm going to talk about that in the next segment of the Criticast. A new toll case came out, and they're now in U.S. dollars. And, well, they've got a U.S. dollar component. And it's just like the government of Zimbabwe waking up and saying that, yeah, let's just pretend we have a local currency and... But in reality, we are just kind of like they we're going to use our local currencies, kind of some monopoly money that just kind of 
dances along with the US dollar because it's kind of like, yeah, let's go peg everything to the US dollar. Everything's just always pegged against the US dollar. So the question is, is there anything that the Zimbabwean government is able to price according to a local currency, like local production? Or is local production based on US dollar? And if it's based on US dollar, then can we not pretend then, therefore, that we have a US the Zimbabwe dollar? It's kind of stupid. It's kind of like one of those things where you're just like, yeah, all those kind of things you claim that they're wins and gains and so forth. Don't claim them. It's like one of those people that kind of, you know, exaggerates their tragedy. Uh, you probably had a, a terrible time, not medical, you know, an averagely bad time growing up. And then one day, and then the thing you do is that you exaggerate the fact that you grew up in a tough environment by saying that, well, lions used to come and hang out with you. And you just kind of like, well, you didn't have to go there. We already believed your life was tough because you didn't really, you only had one meal every two days. That was tough enough. You didn't have to add the lions. Nobody, nobody cared about the lions but it's like the Zimbabwe government does that it's like let's add some stuff just call things things and kind of claim like I don't know maybe we pretend that we're a US dollar economy in terms of whatever want to claim I don't know it's just kind of weird just, and um, the, there's new fines did you ch check that out the new fines that came out most of the fines were going up by like a thousand percent and fines that were like $200 went up to like $1,000, that's 500%. But it got some fines that are like going up on ridiculous, like 30000 get to 240000 or something like that. Um, look, I am not looking at the fines right now, but the, the new criminal fines are out. And I wonder if it is going to deter crime. It's just going to make people just you know do crazier things and talk to nastier people and get away with a lot of more horrible things what else happened oh the big thing um the silhouette challenge challenge for me is like the highlight of january 2021 the silhouette challenge is women dancing now the thing is it was all fun and games when very amateurish people were doing it but then you started having porn stars doing it with their partners so so you're getting a silhouette of people having sex and just kind of like yeah okay yeah if, i don't know i mean you know i'm looking at the actress do i really want to hook up with her or anything like that you don't know you don't really understand the whole situation um sad news cecily tice had passed away that was the really, really sad she passed away now she's an iconic actress of the united states and she sort of like you know um, she she was like you know how when you watch Grace Jones in uh, in A View to Kill on James Bond, uh, how she was a powerful black character. She wasn't just like one of those random Bond ladies and so forth. Even when she has a sex scene with Roger Moore, who's looking like two hundred years at that at that point, she's doing it because she's trying to get to as uh, a means to an end. She's empowered. The, when you look at Cecily Tyson, you look at a lot of her work. She always portrayed strong black women or grounded black women and that opened up a lot of space for other black women to be able to come into the space of acting in the United States. So Cecily Tyson died at the age of 96. So rest in peace, Cecily Tyson. Wash your hands, avoid sick people and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We appreciate your time. Tell your friends and family about us. It is the Criticast. The name is Larry. And yeah, um, Zimbabwe, suddenly the president, because of how a a bunch of guys died, like famous people died. It's kind of like that point, remember, when Azurur Makamba died and suddenly there was a huge lockdown and so forth. I think we had that seminal moment in Zimbabwe where suddenly the government said, oh goodness, it's not the poor guys in Mbare who are dying anymore. Some random nameless person was dying. A couple of famous guys died. So there's been a there's been an aggressive enforcement of lockdown requirements. Why I say that is because the death numbers were higher than when the famous people died. And there was not a hard enforcement but out of the famous people died and look I'm not saying there's anything to take away from the famous people it's sad that it's died. any soul any person that has died and the numbers of dead dead people in Zimbabwe have gone down the, any person who's died from co- with COVID-19 and rest in peace to them and the, and the condolences to their family I'm just talking about the reaction of the authorities and the authorities in this instance have sort of kind of like oh goodness oh yeah yeah, it's kind of like now we have to take it seriously because one of our buddies has died or whatever the case may be. It might not be the case, but it kind of feels like it because after those events happened, suddenly the police enforcement was a lot, was a lot harder. Um, guys were getting away with all sorts of things. I know people having house parties and whatever the case may be were having bries and all that other stuff. They're like, yo, and the police are stomping into houses now. And they're just sitting there like, yeah, but you know, the numbers were higher the other day. So it's going to look like at some point, because there was harder enforcement by the police, then therefore it meant that the COVID numbers went down. And yet in reality, maybe it's just that, I don't know, people just didn't meet each other as much. And I don't know, it still comes down to the same thing, doesn't it? (laughs) When you think about it from a hardcore enforcement point of view, it comes down to the same thing. If people are enforcing on a hardcore level in terms of of the police, it means there's just going to be less people meeting each other. But it just kind of felt that way. So if you haven't heard that you've been living under a rock in Zimbabwe, uh, lockdown in its current format has been ex- extended until the 15th of February. The vice president of Zimbabwe, uh, Constantino Chiwenga, came out and read a speech in which he said, you can check out on 3mob.com, just look for lockdown extension, and you'll be able to read the speech or listen to the speech we put out an audio out there he came out and said you know one percent the stuff is good the, what you call it the numbers have gone down but we're really sad that we have to do this and he, he was considered i mean his tone I, I have to say the guy's tone was conciliatory even when he had that triple burial that he did the, the speech that he got, had had a lot of compassion did a lot of like feeling like yes we, I, you know, I feel the pain and we need to come a little bit. I mean, look, maybe also because his comrades and his friends had passed away. But you kind of want to feel that from politicians. You want to feel that they care about your issues and so forth. Now, the thing that is happening right now, I was talking about how the enforcement that is happening is in, in terms of under this new 
15 and extra, he said extra two weeks, it was actually 10 days extra uh, of COVID-19 tightening. By the way, for the guys who are dodging um, the Valentines and to the guys who are not hoo-hoo, but to the guys who have to become creative. <laughs> Like, make me something, she'll say, and because you can't really go. And, you know, before you could just get rid of the problem from Valentine, which is buying her something. Now you have to actually mean it. So, you know, I know we're getting away with it. But anyway, um, in terms of tightening of COVID-19 regulations, um, the reality of the situation is it has also re resulted in people engaging in all sorts of criminal activities. Now, remember, there's, there is a thing that they say in what they call habits and so forth. It takes about um, roughly 21 days to create a new habit. Now, if this is happening, that people are creating new habits where they learn how to break the law and learn how to dodge the cops, not because they really want to, but because they actually have to feed families, the longer these lockdowns in the you know regular format if the format remains the same you wonder if people just end up picking up that habit and after covid-19 you know thingy that's happening stops the lockdown they will just be used to dodging cops which means you br you create a new brand of criminal i don't know it just kind of like feels like that way and but I'll say a shout out to the Zimbabwe Sports and Recreation Commission, which gave permission to a couple of sports, including Zimbabwe cricket, where the ladies team is going to be able to play cricket this year. And also the, the men's team is going to be able to travel to um, United Arab Emirates to play cricket. FC Platinum, the football team are going to be able to play. Um, but I mean, look, in all of this, I know I'm complaining a lot about regulations. The numbers have gone down. And that can only create hope. I'm hoping that somehow, in a strange way, the president of Zimbabwe, like on Thursday, gives a speech and say, can we change, you know, lockdown curfews to a little bit later or something? Um, I don't think it will happen. I don't think, I think the, the El Zimbabwean government loves control. So, you know, getting away away from that kind of even 10 p.m. was ridiculous for us to have. Uh, that was our best curfew since the COVID-19 pandemic started. But I mean, you know, you know, you got to hope that he's going to wake up and say, because 6 p.m. is just ridiculous. It's just just kind of that situation where you kind of like, no, you can't do anything. But the moment you start, you have to go to bed and and it's just ridiculous. And, and I'm not even talking about going to bed in a good way. <laughs> I'm just talking about, like, imagine you, you know, we're talking about football the other day. I was listening to a football show the other day. The guys used to be able to go and vent about how they hated their football team and vent about all the horrible things that the football team. Now you're getting in that irrational re reaction to things because you don't have a place to go and have an outlet. So it goes up, those are fortunate to go to work. If you're passing through the, you know, the pub or the tavern or whatever it is or whatever where you go to have a drink before you go to work you calm down before you go to work but now you have to be home within three hours of going to work and then but you have to arrive at work within two hours of getting a bus so I, it's just it's just stupid i was it's like one of those like wow why didn't you give it three hours either way how how do you think you're gonna get to work faster 
then you're going to leave. It's, it's just, it's supposed to be the other way around. I mean, like, then extend work until four because people can rush home. <sighs> it's tiring. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. It is time. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever bring myself um, down to, to that level where I am confronting somebody else because of my partner's choices. I don't know the other person. The other person doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe them anything. So what do I think I'm going to gain from going to her and asking her why, you know, the one person I would have to deal with in such a situation is my tumelo, you know, not the other person. <laughs> I can't be fighting other we Like, if I start fighting Runago today, Tomorrow I'll be fighting Janice. Tomorrow I'll be fighting Veronique. You know, it will never stop. I need to cut the tree off at the roots. This thing of cutting off branches won't work. Like, in Shona, my mom once said, You know, and I've always thought about it. He will cut this one off today and tomorrow it's somebody else. The day after tomorrow it's somebody else. So will I have to be confronting all the other people? So it's best to just fix the problem, you know, rather than make a fool of out of myself. Because the whole world is going to be like, yeah, you know, that one's girlfriend, she's crazy. But they won't stop dating my guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, they won't stop dating him, but they'll know I'm crazy because they know I'm going to confront them. So I don't want to be the crazy woman fighting other women over a grown-ass man. <laughs> Hi Larry, how are you doing? So uh, when it comes to this, I would never ever confront the other person. If my person is cheating on me, that's between me and him. Whether the other woman knows about it or whatever, I do not care. It is between me and my partner. If he's cheating on me, it is something that we have to fix or I walk away from. It is not something that I am now going to start discussing with the other woman or trying to confront her or trying to tell her to stop because she's not talking to herself. She's not seeing herself. It is my partner that is going to this other woman. So now fighting for it, I, <laughs> it's pointless. It is pointless. So no, I would not confront the other woman. All right. Um... My two cents are, why confront the other person? Confront your person because your person is one in the wrong. Um, for like, If she, she was asked out by someone else and she said yes, it's not the other person's problem, but my girl's problem for saying yes to the other guy while she was dating me. So I would confront my girl. We are not dear, we are not bother you. Makes no makes no makes no sense for me to confront him and say why are you going out with my girl? Doesn't make sense. So 
So what I just played there is a couple of people asked a simple question. Would you go and approach the other person if you found out they, they were cheating? And in, in all the instances, they say, no, I wouldn't, because everybody wants to claim that they will be the bigger person. I am of the opinion that most people would just go and go ham. If you come across, you're just going to go crazy. So I decided, let me think about it a differently, because I was going to do a show on how to approach somebody who has been cheating on you for example it's for your friend or whatever it is there's instances in which they can happen it's a relative and then but if you if you suspect or have proof that your partner has cheated on you uh it's not always clear what to do next so we're going to go through a couple of i'm going to give you a couple of pointers as to what to do first of all take a deep breath and evaluate the information that you have so sometimes the information is given you as a third party somebody tells you that hey I saw your dude doing something or I, I saw your girl doing something and 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 sometimes it's based on the fact that information is not necessarily the best maybe it's kind of that situation that you don't really want to put uh, any emphasis on it or maybe it's the fact that they get late calls in the middle of the night and you start thinking that you know they must be cheating you but you know if you don't have proof you're you're relying on your partner's sense of honesty and openness to get the get to the truth so you got to make sure if your partner is actually having an illicit affair honesty and openness are clearly not priorities for them that's that's another thing um if a uh, am i reading my notes differently <laughs> Let me go through that again. I'm not even going to edit this. Um, if you don't have proof, if you if you're just going on a hunch, right? Without proof, you're relying on your partner's honesty and openness to get to the to get to the truth. And if the the partner is actually having an illicit affair, then honesty and openness is going to thing is a thing that you're going to need from them. Now you're also going to think like this: Who provided the proof? Is it from emails, texts? The, did you find panties or eyewitness accounts from from trusted friends or family then you know you start thinking about the confrontation if that is the case so what do you do ask yourself what kind of outcome you want so more often than not people go in and they say go ham on the situation you they go and the question is do you want to stay together if so what would that look like what is the what is the thing that you want the other person? If you want the breakup, uh, how are you handling it? If there are children involved, is there anyone that needs to move out? What about pets, financial issues, and so forth? Some, you know, some, it's okay sometimes if you don't know what you want, depending on you know how much information you have. Uh, you might not necessarily feel that you, you have the net facts necessary to, uh, to think about the future, but at least give it a thought about what you want. Figure out the details you want to know and what the details you don't want to know. So there's the thing that a lot of people did. It's like the thing that happened on, on Friends where, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, the the blonde girl uh, Rachel she asked too many questions did you enjoy it and so forth those are things that you might not want to know about the, what the person did in the affair so do you, do you want to know details do you want to ask if 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 all sorts of info do you want to know names do you want addresses do you want to know what dates do you know what intimate details of uh, specific encounters what does it and when you know those things you need to know you know uh, what that information does for you and some advice I'll give to you sit down with a pen and paper and write down the questions you want to ask and memorize them you don't want to come across and you're holding a piece of paper and 
and do that. And then next thing is plan the appropriate time and place for the conversation to go. Um, what I would say is uh, have the conversation alone. Don't have people around so that there's no acting up. Uh, avoid alcohol, so don't have don't have drinks before that. Have a plan plan for what you you will do after the conversation. So if the, if it doesn't go well, have your parents or your friends' place that you're going to go and stay. And during the conversation, stick to the facts as you know them. Don't present your partner with any proof you have of their infidelity and ask them to respond. While venting or getting emotional is natural and perfectly acceptable under certain circumstances, and these these are circumstances that you will feel that you necessarily need to do that, try not to be combative and frame your questions as accusatory rather than exploratory. But why I say that is because the person will just become defensive and they're going to make it about them and they could manipulate the situation where you end up in a situation uh, that it just becomes. If you feel your partner may become aggressive or otherwise dangerous to the confrontation, uh, well, have the conversation in a public place or in the presence of supportive friends and family. This is is to avoid a situation where there's domestic abuse and that sort of thing. Try also, you know, sometimes also have the conversation with an open mind. Try to listen to what your partner has to say about why they cheated. It's possible that your partner may have, may not have an explanation explanation for their infidelity beyond the number of drinks they had that night. It's also possible that your partner might have acted in a reaction to problems they perceived in the relationship. Now, when you have this conversation, then you now understand that there's a big difference between justifying betrayal and explaining what led them to cheat. That is making excuses. So you decide when you know both either way that they're talking and you can decide what you do. So, but what I'm gonna say in as far as all of this concept, cheating is a choice, not an accident. So somebody cannot say that they where two, they were high, and that's what the reason. That's the reason they behaved in a certain way, because that just only, you know, exacerbated the kind of situation that they had internally. So, because it's a choice and it's not an accident, it's just being able to understand why they did what they did and whether you're comfortable with their explanation. Now, the plan for where, what happens over the conversation when the conversation is over is super important. Uh, the plan with the conversation always is unlikely that you completely resolve the situation within an hour or two of the chatting. Uh, so that's why I kind of talked about you got to decide what kind of space you both need in the meantime. In other cases, you may wish for the relationship to be, to be put at ice while you process your emotions. You know, whatever it is, you need to have that kind of idea of what to say after the conversation. Uh, is it? It's a difficult undertaking to talk to your partner after you've discovered that they're cheating because it is betrayal and betrayal is such a strong thing. And given that the context of all of this is is kind of getting to know um, what the version of the relationship, if the re- relationship survives, what version of relationships moves forward. More often than not, not people think that after saying to the other person that, you know, we're 
we we are good now whatever whatever you want to call it and whatever you're saying whatever sort of settlement you come across that everything is fine but going forward whatever version of the relationship we have is not the same as when before the cheating so even if there's a new trust that comes afterwards is a completely different type of trust so even when you decide whether you're forgiving that person or not you got to understand and also talk to them about the version of the relationship that you're going to have with them so that's it that's it for this week's uh, episode of the Criticast. um just to remind you that you can get this uh podcast i don't know my voice is going it's the middle of the night, so where my voice is going, it's kind of weird. I've got to chase it in order to, to finish this episode. Uh, j- just get, get in touch with me on Larry at 3-mob.com for any uh, questions, any suggestions and so forth you want to have for the, for the podcast. Also, uh, get, get in, uh, if you want to get the, the podcast, just go to criticast.co.zw. You'll be taken to the iona.fm page and you'll be able to listen to every episode historically and the current episode and also subscribe so that you can get uh, the subscriptions are also available on iTunes, on on uh, what's the, it's called Apple Podcasts these days and all sorts of other platforms. Uh, for me on Twitter, at Quirirai, and uh, that's my Twitter account, Quirirai has got a YI at the end. On Facebook, Larry Quirirai. On Insta- Instagram, is the same thing. Just just look for Larry Quirirai. Just Google me. <laughs> it's a crazy thing to say. Just Google me. And uh, also, um, yeah, that's about it. This, remember, this podcast is part of the Three Men on About family. It's a Three Men on About publishing project. And uh, just to, as I go, before I go, I'm going to bring back this uh, sayings. And uh, I, I say before I go, our times are dark, but our last chapters have not been read. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.